Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Yes, it is time to talk about some college antics back in the 80s with the ultimate question mark parody film Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. This one was picked by B. Kell. It's a huge step up from the plague. No, 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 no. This was picked by Scott, I thought. No, no I think he one. twisted. Yeah, I think he twisted your arm. I sure didn't twist your arm. I, I, so this is, this is the story of Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. So Katie and I were talking about it constantly because she just watched it and then i watched it and then i got you to watch it and you were like we should do this for the podcast i'm like yes we should that's how it happened uh, that's probably that's that that's probably true because my life is just like i'm that guy in a group picture that's always lost and like everyone's just <laughs> like no brian just go to the right and i'm like oh sure so this movie like I don't know. There was like a point where I just stopped taking notes and just kind of laid down and enjoyed the movie for what it is. It barely constitutes being a movie. This this is just a bunch of skits. Yeah, like it. The fact that it was made by Five Second Films shines because well, because so much of the scenes are literally five second ideas and then jumping to the next thing. Like it's very <laughs> like manic. Um, but I do appreciate that it kicks off with a Texas Chainsaw Massacre parody right out the gate with the intro and the voice and the scrolling text and the red background and all that. That's great. I'll tell you what, though. I I would much rather be watching Dubro Party Massacre 1. That movie seemed dope as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like all about that one. So I rewatched this yesterday. 
mm-hmm. I think. I, I rewatched it yesterday and then just finished it 20 minutes ago. And I think what made me enjoy it <laughs> so much this second time around was Thursday. Uh, Thursday, I was just like, oh, why not? Let's just do, like, it's Thanksgiving, so let's watch Thanksgiving. And comparing the, the two snake. parody movies, like, this movie is just so fun. And yeah. it, it knows how to make a parody. And Thanks Killing doesn't. Like, Thanks Killing is just a boring version of this. Thanks Killing's got, like, two really funny segments, and the rest is trash. Yeah. The scene in the car with the dude is amazing, uh, where he makes the guy call his daughter to say goodbye to her before he kills her. <laughs> and then when he's wearing the girl's dad's face and no one recognizes that it's just a turkey wearing a human face. <laughs> like the, they're the only two parts that make that movie worth watching <laughs> but um, it's not even like i just wish someone would have showed me those two parts <laughs> i have to say i got a, a genuine like gross out from the vomit blood spurt oh it's no. awesome but <laughs> bro hold my hair back <laughs> yeah it's so gross <laughs> It's like the, that's not gross. the grossest. That's not the grossest thing that happens in this movie for sure. Oh, uh, I think that just the look of the vomit and blood coming out of his throat simultaneously. No, thank you. So, the very beginning of this of Dubro Party Massacre, the one is hilarious because of the slow mo solo cup smash. Like they're just yeah. smashing cups. <laughs> I took some notes. Most of my notes are just quotes because I love this film. I think it's fucking hilarious. Uh, it was just so painful. I don't know if I can talk about it. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's some, there's some, like, I have the one quote I have written down here is, uh, I forget the whole context where he just goes, because I'm Brock, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, like... it's, oh man, I just, it's so, this movie, I think this movie is so funny. Like, it's, it's, it's funnier than it has any right to be. Like it but doesn't have the rewatchability factor that you'd. Th- I mean, it it has this rewatchability factor, but no movie like this should have that kind of rewatchability factor. Yeah, I think it's just like I said. I really like this movie. I don't know how often I would watch this movie. Because... I've watched it twice in six months, man, and that's Dude, saying that's, a lot. That's a record for you. No, <laughs> no, no, not a record. Turbo Kid beats that record with three within a month, but this is up there. <laughs> but I just think that this movie's just so like like I got tired. Like it's like it is it's like running frenetic. a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> like there's at least one quote that I know I will be using in my life all the time. And it's uh the one cop when when the car breaks down, he goes, My dream <laughs> I thought that you were gonna talk about banging kids. I'm gonna no, bring kids on my bus kids. and bang them. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> She's like, your your library bus, that's not the name. <laughs> the bus where you bang their minds. It's too long. It's too long. I also like when that cop saves the kid from getting abused by his dad. I'm not sure if you catch but the dad goes, you think you're cooler than me just because you got a tie and a job? <laughs> this movie is so great. Oh, yeah, so I mean, good. it's really funny. It's really, really funny, but it is like... It's like watching every episode of The State, but in Fast Forward. Like, it's just so much stuff. So random, so crazy, so fast. Which is um, perfect. You know, like, it's just, it. it's all clusterfuck. And it's entertaining from start to finish. 
There's not I like love, one time where you're like, all right, I'm bored at this point. There's just yeah, lo- it, going it's not on. even like a super short movie. It's like oh, an yeah. hour and twenty five minutes or something. Yeah. It's like a full no, it's movie. an it's yeah. an hour forty five. Really? Well, Holy well, hell! I just I just finished it today. It's I don't know how it's an hour forty five because the credits start at like an hour twenty seven. Oh, it might just be one of the maybe they Charles Bandit those credits. Yeah. Was there a commercial for Pizza Goblin, by the way? Because I yes. saw that and for a split second Pizza thought Goblin. that Mandy was on my TV. Yeah. No, Pizza Goblins came first, but I definitely prefer Cheddar Goblin. <laughs> I mean, there's no plot to talk about with yeah. this movie, but we'll give it a shot. <laughs> so we get Spear Gun to the Crotch at the beginning when they're talking about I, I want to talk about Dubro Pass Dubro Party Massacre One first. So we get the right. Spear Gun to the Crotch, which is a total hilarious riff on friday the 13th right yeah, yeah. a kevin bacon joke and then we uh-huh. get like larry king randomly as coach hansy yeah yes uh i i how did they get him uh, this is they a got a lot look they got andrew wk up in yeah. this bitch they got the star of the room in this movie wait what yeah i don't know how I don't know how they got Larry King for this. And they also got him for Mr. 3000, which is, I don't know how you could get Larry King for Mr. 3000 and also get Jay Leno. And then on top of that, get Jay Leno for first daughter in the same year and get Michael Keaton, who was in. Oh, <laughs> boom. Nice. Boom. I was um, wondering if you were going to be able to do that today. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, uh, the, the character of Derek is uh, Derek? the dude. Which from- one's Derek? He's the one that hates tools and gets his head. Oh. <laughs> that's that's um that's the the other character in the room, like uh, Mark. Holy shit! Because they even have him quote a scene from from the room in the movie when he's looking around the uh, when they're inside the the RV that they stole, and he's looking around. He's like flowers, nice, which is <laughs> like straight out of the room. Well, you got to keep in mind that I have never and will never watch the room in full i've watched enough pieces i watched it once and it's boring and i don't think that it deserves all the praise that it gets but uh yeah that was greg's i think it's cesario or something like that but he's from this and he plays toulon in one of the puppet master films what yeah (laughs) that guy's not that old i know it was like one of the like Toulon during the Nazi days movies that they did, like part seven or eight or nine or 15. That is or so weird. <laughs> so weird, man. Um, but so, so uh, anyway, junior year, we raged even harder. <laughs> <laughs> did we talk about the juicer kill? Is that in part that's, one or part that's two? Par- I think that's part two. So that's, okay. yeah, junior year. That fart on my face saved my life. <laughs> Uh, and then Jimmy Galoshes doesn't understand consent because Jimmy Galoshes is, is um, out streaking with the girls and they all get electrocuted. And then he touches a boob and gets electrocuted <laughs> and he deserves it. Like none but, of the bros but, deserved it as bad as Jimmy Galoshes. But, but the best is like he doesn't he doesn't even like touch a boob as much as he like boops a boob. Like, yeah. it's, he like, bops it on the nose yeah, and turns he, it, it into a bag of oranges. If that boob was a Facebook profile, he poked it. <laughs> so yeah, this movie's just bonkers. Whoa, 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 wait. So, so um, my I think that I do know my fr- <laughs> besides the year of my life part, which is off the shirt. Yeah, yeah, and like it's so long. My other absolute favorite quote is. Uh, <laughs> right, right in Dupro Party Massacre 2, when this guy, I, can't, I don't think they said the name, but they might have said 
whatever frat brother it was. And, he, and he's looking at the Areolas magazine. He goes, going to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. It's so oh, funny. Actually, I, I remember what my favorite line in the movie is now that I'm looking at is um the dude in the wheelchair at the very end of the movie. When- Nerdry. Yeah, when you think that he's come back to save the day, and he goes, "You want to see some, see some cold, cold ass, ass shit?" shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that character's great too. I love it when he's like, um, "Oh God, it's it's when when uh, wait, Brent, Brent is the the character in this one, right? Not Brock. Brock's the one gets killed. Yeah. Okay, so so Brent is like, I. I gotta go with him. You'll find your way. And and he's like, whoa. And then uh, he's he's just kind of like um wheeling along. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, why couldn't it be a handicap accessible canoe or something like that? It's <laughs> fucking great. Uh so let's talk about the character of Samantha, who's just so outrageous throughout this entire Oh man, movie. she's hilarious. <laughs> When her eyes glow red and she's like, fill me with your scene. <laughs> it's but Samantha. I, I literally tried to bang all of you. <laughs> I love when she shows up with the beer and she's like, but I have beer now. You can like me. And he goes, we can like beer without liking you. <laughs> Basically, that's the female Brian. Yeah. Like, like me. You guys like me, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, oh, oh, and like, man, um, there. Where, what is that line when she's? Oh man, I thought I rang, wrote it down, but um, damn it, I guess I didn't write it down. The, the we call him T O double D for short for Todd. For Todd but, yeah. Get the fuck out of here, Samantha! But then he like knocks the cookies out of her hand and says. She says something that's just hilarious, and I didn't write it down. But man, all of her lines are so funny because she's just such a tryhard, and it's great. I also like that it says like, um, um, what's what's their frat called? Oh, I can't remember. Well, it says like female, female than her the frat, and she's. I just love how she's such a tryhard. It's so fucking funny to me. So I want to talk about uh, the reveal of of Motherface at the end of this movie. Wait, no, we can't go that far ahead. We we've gone. We went to Smink- cold we ass even- shit. We- <laughs> <laughs> so Sminkle, um, his, that line the the Sminkle's bang bus. All I want to do for the children of Chico, I just want to bang them all. <laughs> but we're also missing so many great. Uh, We'll get back to it. I just want to voice something that I think is funny. It's two things. One, the best line delivery in the entire movie is during the dream sequence where he's like, <laughs> I know who you are. You're Ronald Reagan. And Motherface goes, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. <laughs> um, but I love that the reveal of the killer is like barely a reveal. Like, I was like, yeah, I knew it was the therapist. I thought the therapist was someone more important than that. Like, she's the sister of the mother. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where you're like, it's like uh, Billy's mom in Scream Two. Like, you were like, you're sitting there going like, that's it. Like, I thought that we get someone that's been in this movie consistently, not the chick from Roseanne who popped up twice. <laughs> 
Oh man, I that's what's. But I think that that's what's so funny is it takes everything that would be a bombastic joke, turns it on in its head, and it's funnier that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, like on when when Sminkle and um, oh god, I can't even remember what her name was the the female. Um, Which is a bag of oranges. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's my favorite scene. <laughs> when she's actually a bag of oranges, and he go, and he's like crying and rolling on the floor. Yeah, just that oh, entire man. that entire setup and delivery. It's so ridiculous, and he's so funny. Just like yeah, no, Smickle's hilarious. Yeah, bag we, of oranges, get in here. <laughs> <laughs> we could solve, solve the orange case together. About that, I solved it. Yeah. You know, with with what fucking clues, partner? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I also really like the fact there's no internal consistency to pretty much any of the characters at all because um, he's like snorting coke and he goes, "I'm an immortal fuck machine." At the beginning, but he's the virgin sacrifice. And how did they get Patton Oswalt to be in this? It's not like he's doing a whole lot, but uh, I, I mean, you have to think that five second films for like a good five to six years at this point had been a pretty high ranking comedy site. There's cameos from like every writer from crack.com. Oh yeah. Oh, like, for sure. Like they got a lot of just like, I think they just got good clout. And also like, think about, we were talking about Larry King, like how much money do you think they threw at Larry King to just stand in a gym and say like, a, Oh no. Yeah. And <laughs> in in basically he wasn't even in a gym. He was just in like a, a, a green screen. Yeah. Uh, Half this movie's shot in the green screen. I don't even care though. It's so funny. God <laughs> damn it. Larry, oh man. Uh not Larry King. Patton Oswald's been in like a few um National Lampoon movies post 2007. Oh. And I just feel like if, if you're in a National Lampoon's movie post 2007, that's pretty much like doing a startup college movie. Like <laughs> no money cuz no one cares about them anymore. I, I think, think it's in, like Black just likes Ball. to work. Yeah, like, like he's just he's like, like hey. Danny Trejo. Like he'll just yeah. be like, "Oh, you're making a movie? Sure, I'll be in it." Especially if he doesn't have to commit to more than like a day, I'm sure he's like, "Yeah, I'll help you." Do you think <laughs> that he did all of his? Do you think that Patton did all of his scenes in a day? <laughs> oh, easily. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know that Andrew oh, WK's in this movie. Yeah, for a split second, he's like Andrew about WK's. times. Yeah, Andrew WK is yeah. a lot easier to me because it's like. That dude loves the party, and this movie has party in its name. So, like, yeah, yeah, I think that that was the whole joke. I think they just told him the title "Party Massacre 3. Do you want me? He's like, yeah, brother. (laughs) He's like, don't even show me the scripts. I don't need a script. (laughs) He seems, but you know what? God bless Andrew W. Andrew WK is awesome. Just an internal source of optimistic partyism. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and like, I love how his idea of partying really is completely disassociated from drinking yeah it's just it may happen time. but he's just about like let's just be fun let's have yeah, fun like, let's get fun and we want to get wasted <laughs> Wait, is that a song <laughs> yeah that's the song that he did for uh jackass oh okay. we want fun <laughs> oh yeah i just his, don't remember the lyrics his song titles are amazing they're the his song titles are the song you know that's how he writes songs he's like ready ready to party party hard (laughs) fun 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 we want fun (laughs) he's hilarious and he's like a motivational speaker it's wild remember when there was the whole drama of like is he really andrew wk or is there an is he an imposter wk (laughs) what 
Oh, it was bonkers. People were like, he's not the original Andrew WK. <laughs> like, that was like the what? big conspiracy theory. You know, he probably had some PR company build that just so people would <laughs> talk about it more. I don't uh, want to believe that he's anything less than a completely wholesome person, he, though. He called, um, he called, I think it was Jonathan London got a phone call from I'm Andrew sure he WK. got a call from w, Andrew WK because Jonathan well, London gets calls from everybody. Well, no, this was like um, when he put out his second album, The Wolf, he promised to call any person that bought it online. What? <laughs> like, I love like, Andrew WK. That's what? so endearing. He's so charming. Yeah. It's just like giving people phone calls. Be like, hey, man, thanks for buying my record. <laughs> I would do that. Do you think that people would buy my record if I did that? If, only, mean, if all the songs were about partying? <laughs> I think you could do it. Brian. <laughs> when you know, I think of party, I think of Scott Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, yeah, you might think of party, but I think the first word in it is pity. Yeah. Uh, but All yeah. of your songs are like, don't feel like dealing with people today. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not, not selling this to me. All Come, right. Coming up with excuses to not go to the party. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, do you want to help write this album? Absolutely. Yeah. Sit. Standing in the corner, drinking my empire. <laughs> Emperor, yeah. God damn. Um, okay, so back to Dubra Party Massacre. They go and they, the, the funniest cameo that is somebody that I guess I should know, but I don't, is the Dean. Um, and and uh, she's like, you killed 250 people and I do not eat farts. <laughs> and then they're like, they're like, they get banished to the the lake for um, whatever it was pledge week or whatever, and they're like, "You can't, you can't make us leave campus for from pledge week. It's like Easter for men." Yeah, <laughs> Easter for men is what I had written down too. Oh, then so they go and they um they they're driving, and the song that they're singing along with the radio is "Nobody is gonna die, nobody is gonna die." <laughs> It's just man, and then um, the I guess it's Todd uh, is driving the the, the bus, and um, it's, first of all, the bus is like covered in stuff that Samantha put that says like "Happy Anniversary," and there's like baby <laughs> stuff in the bathroom, and uh, then they're like, "There are no consequences, no consequences in America," because <laughs> we're Americans. Uh, it's so this movie i'm really glad i finally got around to watching this movie yeah also it's, there's that cleanup montage oh first of all they crush so many beers in this movie i don't even know if they're drinking the beers but they're just crushing beer cans like hundreds of beers were crushed for this movie and they're just like shotgunning them and it's it's hilarious it must have smelled awful if those were really beers i'm sure they were i'm sure that's like a a, a huge this, perk to be in this movie it was is this, so Brian, real talk, was this a trigger for you? No. Okay, no. good. Because like I, I felt bad rewatching. I was like, Brian picked this, and I definitely pushed him towards it. I, am I like that devil on his shoulder? No. See, what you guys don't understand is like watching a bunch of people drink isn't a trigger for me. Watching like X-ray is a huge trigger because <laughs> it's so bad. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh man. This would be much easier if I had a beer <laughs> and a lot of cocaine. <laughs> well, they did a lot of cocaine in this movie, too. Yeah. Everybody had fun. I yeah. had fun. 
Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. So um, also there's <clears throat> straight up dude balls and man ass in the cleanup montage, which I think is also hilarious because there's a little bit of female nudity, but there's so much more male nudity. Which I always love that in movies. It's like one of my favorite jokes in uh, Orgasmo is that there's like way it's a film about porn, but there's way more man ass than yeah. any boobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. There's like one set of boobs that you see in Orgasmo, but so much man butt. <laughs> like, so much man butt. And you also see a lot of man butt in um, basketball. I think that Trey Parker and Matt Stone got into movies just so they could show off their pasty, flat asses. Or their gigantic dongs in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Longwinger! Oh. <laughs> the scene, I I, did, I remember the first time I saw that movie, I didn't even notice the scene where he like turns around real quick <laughs> and you see a huge dong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you miss that? I think I just because I think I missed the giant dick joke the first time, like when she threw the papers down. I didn't notice. Oh, it. and they both like. I love that. That's so good. She flings the papers down, and they both flinch because it smacked their huge dongs. So funny. So fucking funny. Man, that would be a good Patreon episode. I could. I could basketball? talk basketball. Oh man, that would. I feel like basketball would be a joy for us to record, but a slog for the patri- the patrons to listen to because it would literally be three hours long. We would That's put true. more it time into talking about it. It would be us quoting it, and then we would do basically another version of soundtracking. Even though we already did it, we would still talk about the music, <laughs> and then we would tell stories about liking ska music, and we'd talk about Nerf Herder, and like it would just be... You're right. We already did the basketball episode. <laughs> we, will, we can do it again if people want to pay for it. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Um, I should announce that I've decided that, uh, on Patreon, I'm going to bring back the, uh, me talking about Power Rangers episodes as a Patreon exclusive, but I'm going to call it Maddie Morphin Power Rangers as the name of the uh, podcast. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Can you, can it just be you? Can it just be you alone? So that you don't have to have us like laughing and groaning and listening to you talk about it's up to you guys. I'm fine either way. <laughs> no, no, we won't. We won't leave you hanging. <laughs> All right. What more do we want to say? About oh Duke man, I beefed on day here. five. Spike, he beefed like every hour. <laughs> but yeah, my I don't, I don't do beef box. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's a here's real talk, real question. Beefing is sucking dick, right? No, I thought it was farting. <sighs> gotcha. It, it, it could be anything. That's also what's so funny because. Um, uh oh damn it where'd it go um i have this... I think that's when he says here that's where i beefed yeah i think that's the only joke i don't care for in the movie is beefing the beef box it's like yeah because i think beefing is farting and it's just like oh i'm a vegan so i don't beef or i'm a vegetarian so i don't beef and it's just like nah yeah, I've been in Scott's house. There's plenty of beef. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't just me. I had at least one Kelly brother with me two years ago. And then this year I had I had two of them. And Mario comes every year. And that dude's not he's not vegetarian. And he farts every day, all day long. And his farts are the worst farts I've ever smelled in my entire life. I've been beefing this entire episode. <laughs> I don't know if it's the fucking uh, Thanksgiving leftovers or the fact that I ate so much hot wings yesterday, but I just... No. <laughs> just just even you saying hot wings is just gross. Yeah. But my investigation. We dance. <laughs> um, then uh, we're killing the killer, just like old times, Brock. Go rape years. <laughs> 
I trusted you! He's finally overcoming his fear of heights. We never established that. <laughs> Who cares? This whole, this whole thing's, thing's a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it is a, this is really funny. I have, I have one more. One more right. quote, and then I'm, I'm, I don't even know what, how far are we? We're like 26 minutes in. That's good. Good. We, we talked 26 minutes on a movie with no plot. Um, I'll always be with you, Brent, inside your butt, giving you powers. <laughs> uh, I have nothing else for this movie. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter... And, oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hey, Toxic here. And Meridon, too. We're the hosts of the Overleague podcast. Are you a fan of Overwatch League or just a fan of Overwatch in general? Well, if you are, we break down matches and all other Overwatch happenings, and we won't judge your main. Tune in every other Tuesday to the Overleague on Geekscape wherever you get your podcasts. What would be your guys' double feature? Brian, you picked this, so you get to go first. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I don't have one yet. All right, then I'll go. Yeah. Uh, since the movies present it, as like a VHS tape recording, I'm gonna go ahead and just say WNUF Halloween special. Nice. That's, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. What but, order though? Um, I think you need to. Huh. Personally, you I ramp, start with do you ramp up or do you cool down? That's a good question. I think that you um, start with Dubro Party Massacre because the yeah. end of WNUF is pretty dark, but it's yeah. spun up until like the midway point. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that. It'll be the cool down. Help you like kind of relax before bed after the after the nonstop energy of of Dude Pro Party Massacre Three. <laughs> well, I would pick um, Sleep uh, Sleepaway Slumber Party Massacre Two. Okay, just because it's one of my all time favorite horror movies. All right, and it has an identical title. That is true. All right, Brian. Or what if I would do? And I would, obviously, I would start with um, Summer Party Massacre 2 if I was doing that. But if you did Summer Party Massacre 3, then Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Except Summer Party Massacre 3 is pretty boring. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I would stick with 2. Just act like this is a sequel to Summer Party Massacre 2. Yeah. So I'd probably do The Final Girls. 
Okay. Oh, nice choice. Yeah. That's a choice. really good choice. Because because I was thinking when I was watching it, it, was, it did remind me of WNUF, but like that is a very acquired taste. Yeah. It's not an acquired taste, but it's like it's not goofy. It's more like trying to be as real as possible to convince you that it's real. But I think Final Girls is just the fucking like goofy ass fucking movie like this, just obviously with a better budget. And well, yeah. and uh, and a way more emotional ending. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that ending hits me when I watch Final Girls. I'm like, oh, oh, Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Except that the singer in that song always kills me because she's got the worst fucking voice. <laughs> yeah, she's got that very like like if Stevie Nicks smoked a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I wouldn't even put her in the same universe as Stevie Nicks because no, Stevie that Nicks w- actually has like talent and was able to write hits yeah but the, <laughs> like, who sings betty davis eyes i forget i just remember that, that it was a replacement they wanted to use a madonna song and madonna didn't give them the okay so they replaced it with betty davis eyes. oh in in final girls in final girls i don't know what because i remember the story on the commentary track was it was a very specific madonna song and she said literally you could have any song except for that one because it's so personal to me uh, so i'm wondering if it's like a prayer is my guess i feel like that one's kind of got the closest to the beat of betty davis eyes hmm. um but yeah i don't know i think the betty davis eyes is a really good choice for, it's I, mean, I, I hate i hate the i just want to hear someone sing it not like they're throwing gravel down a well <laughs> <laughs> you know scott you're asking a lot here uh i mean i have a voice and I know how to produce music. Uh, and it was performed by Kim Carnes. She's known for her raspy vocal style and drew many comparisons to Rod Stewart. Ew. No one wants to be compared to Rod Stewart. <laughs> oh, that is like the Wake biggest kick in the ass. You got something to say to you. What? Was, were you just, were you murdering a cat? That was uh, Axl Rose singing Maggie <laughs> I have one question for you back to Dupro Party Massacre. Favorite kill? Oh, I like the unborn child, to be honest. Because <laughs> it's so uh, gross. Uh, I'm going to go with the juicer. That was the only one that I wrote down specifically in my new- nudes. My new notes. nudes? Uh, in my nudes. <laughs> My favorite is definitely um <laughs> well okay so my favorite kill is the 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 control like the the it's like the Nintendo like the Game Boy or whatever that's controlling him to or whatever the RC remote that's making him punch himself mm-hmm. yeah and then he pulls his own tongue out but um I also really love when all the bodies come up from the town under the water and they're just like screaming <laughs> That was actually really good special effects, too. They were disgusting looking. Yeah. Yeah. I just, man, Jupiter Party Massacre has so much going on that they must have had a bigger budget than we're giving them credit for. Yeah. Cause, like, it's, I think it's all part of the bit. Cause, like, there are some deaths where you're like, wow, that is, that costs some money to do. And then, like, when the wheelchair guy comes back, how shittily all the animals look. (laughs) It's just all hand puppets. Yeah. I don't have a budget on on the old wiki. <laughs> Weird. I kept that hush hush. Yeah. yeah. Zip it. Oh, and it says uh, they launched a $200,000 crowdfunding campaign to finance the film. That's not very much money. No, not at all. That's not, that's not even a quarter million. No. Jesus. 
They did must... well with it. They yeah. they used the money wisely for sure. Give them credit for that. Have you guys ever like when was the last time you guys watched five second films? I watched a couple right after this. Uh, right after I finished Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. All right. Well, that was Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 from 2015 as picked by Brian. Now, we are very close to the end of the year, which means, motherfuckers, it's Christmas next week. So we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. We've already done a bunch of the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. We've done the Black Christmas remake. So what could it possibly be? Well, you're just going to have to check it out next week and find out, I suppose. Ooh. Yeah, Lee, I'm not even dropping any hints. Mm. You can't get it out of me. It's not Christmas Evil, though. <laughs> that was thanks to me. I said no on that one. Yeah, it's too good of a movie. Um, <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> well, see you later. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.